Welcome to Maiden Speech. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, self-worth and mindset coach and portrait photographer from New Zealand. And you are in the right place to get uplifted, empowered and inspired. I'm so lucky to have amazing guests come on and share their wisdom about all things related to personal development and being the best version of ourselves. I'm really passionate about reminding people that they are good enough and to have honest and vulnerable conversations where we connect on a real level and have lots of laughs. You can find me on Facebook at at Monica Ferguson Coaching, where you can join my group for extra inspiration. And I'm also on Instagram at mon3.0. Thanks so much for being here and please reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. Let's get into it. Hello friends, Monica Ferguson here and welcome to Maiden Speech. This week I have an episode for you which is all about the mind-body connection and it's with a lovely, lovely friend of mine called Ali Sullivan who has a collaborative wellness centre in Lower Hutt in New Zealand and she shared her years of experience in terms of understanding how this works. You know, she, she started out doing ballet She's now a massage therapist. She's worked with the All Blacks. She's done all sorts of amazing stuff and it was so cool to go off on all sorts of tangents really looking at how all of these things work together and you cannot isolate the physical, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, any of that. So I hope you guys get so much out of this, so much encouragement, especially with you know the stress levels and things that are coming up and the emotional waves that are coming up for us all at the moment. But enjoy. Um. This is very exciting. You know, I know it doesn't feel exciting to you right now, but it is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is exciting. I am excited. There you go. I almost believed yeah. you then as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually am excited because I woke up this morning and I was like, every, all these topics that I've covered are all around the inner stuff. And I know we are going to get into that, the mental kind of aspect as well. But like yeah. this weekend, I had shocking pain, like, shoulders neck arms I was like what is this because I've been exercising like the tension I I felt as if it was like massive stress and tension and I was like but I'm doing all the right things you know I'm doing all the meditations and all that stuff and I felt it in my body and I was like the perfect person to ask Ali (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is that about yeah well our, our thoughts and um yeah just our beliefs and all those things are so huge and it's not just about what's going on in the body in a tissue kind of sense. You know, you haven't injured yourself or, you know, nothing's fallen on your head or. Not that I know, you know of. <laughs> no, Yeah. So, so the, the tension, I mean, the shoulder tension, that's a huge one for most people. And, and then that can turn into headaches and um, things like that. So it's just um, the thoughts and the stress that you're feeling uh, manifesting in the body somehow and it's different for different people um, and you you know I find in clinic there's people who you know they come with the same things every every week every month whatever that's their that's their area and um, mm. yeah I mean there's different different approaches like through Chinese medicine and things like that where wherever it's manifesting then that's relating to something in particular I mean I'm much more clinical in my work so I don't understand all of that but there's there's definitely seems to be a lot of relevance to that yeah yeah because how do you think actually this I mean I don't like focusing on stress but Mm. (laughs) if we're being honest here for a second 
in spite of my best attempts right now, it's quite a stressful little time we're in. So it is. I imagine, and I mean, the messages that I'm getting from everyone is just like complete overwhelm, anxiety. What are we going to do? Oh my God, I've lost my job. I don't know if I'm going to have a business at the end of this. Yeah. Like da, 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 da. Yeah. It's quite stressful. How do you reckon that's like manifesting for people? Oh, it'll be different for everyone. Um, yeah, uh, this is unprecedented. We've never experienced this, so we've got no reference for it. You know, most things we have, we can know, we can talk to ourselves, well, we've done this before, we've done this scary thing, and we survived it, and we got through it. And so you can talk yourself through those things. But this is so unknown. So, yeah, so it's taking all of the skills that we have to try and calm our own system down and and also we're so separated from each other that you know I had a text from someone the other day who was you know so overwhelmed with stuff that she was trying to do and and all I wanted to do was go give her a hug because it was <laughs> that's a no you know <laughs> I know but that's that's you know the normal reaction would be let's meet for a coffee and you know we can talk about it and have a hug and talk things through but yeah yeah, it's so much more difficult and it's not I mean we can still socially interact but it's not the same as as being in presence with with another person and and that's what makes us human is that you know we have that that contact and yeah there's a there's a sense that you know there's two two people two sets of nervous systems in that there's comfort in that and that that has a you know just the touch can have a relaxing effect on your on your nervous system so yeah and I'm missing I'm missing that side of things because that's um, obviously a huge part of what I do so yeah 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 um I would love to go more into this in terms of the hugging thing because like I remember saying to you a couple of days ago, I was like, I miss hugs. Hugging is what I'm known for. Everyone yeah. loves my hug. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. like, actually, this is one of the worst things you can do to me is take away my ability to hug people. Um, Absolutely. But I love, I'm so interested to learn more about what you were saying about the two sets of nervous systems. Like what actually happens when you hug someone? <laughs> yeah, well, it it's, um, I guess starting like the nervous system, you've obviously got the brain and the central nervous system. Then you've got all these peripheral nerves that come right through. And so as a massage therapist, you, the only thing you can touch is the skin, but there's like over 60 kilometers of peripheral nerves coming through. And it, it blows my mind that when you're touching someone's skin, that sends a direct message back to their brain. So you know, you got some kind of impact in, in how that's that's changing and that's yeah, that's where you can get that that change from the outside back in, which is, is quite cool. Um but yeah, there's a whole lot of chemical reactions that happens then because you you know, you've got the the um stimulus from the outside from another person touching. Um that brings and so long as that touches felt that it's safe and it's caring and loving then that ignites a whole chemical reaction there which then sets off your um, parasympathetic nervous system which is the rest and digest and it's part of the nervous system that we often don't um, use enough 
you know, we're so much in the fight or flight type high intensity. We're always so busy and yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that this, you know, forced downtime will help people find that and go into their own um, bodies to, to recognize what they're feeling. Um, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we rely so much on outside stimulus to do that. But yeah. A hundred percent. This is the thing. Cause I've been working this whole time. I have worked just through and it's all around the emotional stuff because obviously all this stuff is yeah. just coming to the surface now. And like I shared with you a blog that I wrote in the weekend for myself, you yeah. know? Um, and it was just like, whoa, but it's like, well, better out than in I feel like <laughs> absolutely yeah but yeah. it's yeah it's definitely interesting to look at the like the physical component as well um because exactly like you say we do always rely on the external stuff right like the distractions the other people to make us feel good the alcohol yeah. the busyness whatever it may yeah. be and all of a sudden the universe is like nope nope <laughs> you will sit and face yourself <laughs> yeah yeah and um yeah, it's quite funny. I mean, I've been doing quite a lot of, um, you know, listening to different podcasts and I'm doing a um, little study thing through Yale because they've got all these free courses going. And one of the, the one that I'm doing is the um, science of well-being. It's all around and that we strive so much for, you know, a good job, a good partner, and you know, all the stuff and material things to think that that's going to make us feel happy. Yeah. But actually it doesn't, we get to a point of adaptation and then um, the only thing that's going to make us happy is finding things from the inside, the gratitude and, um, you know, having happy memories and doing things rather than having stuff. It's really interesting. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's so cute that like you're such a little geek, and I say that with fun. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm on lockdown. I think I'll go to Yale and study for fun, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's easier than I thought. <laughs> so yeah. You don't have to be too nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, though. But, but it's cool, I, yeah. Yeah, and I also love how everything comes back to the same. I have the same conversation, no matter what the topic. It all comes Absolutely. back to the same place. Yeah, even yeah. the physical stuff. So I'd be so curious to hear from yeah. you as well, like in terms of yeah, what's actually what are the best things for people to be doing, especially at the moment, in terms of actually looking after the body, um, and also from the point of view of the mind, how is this actually? Like, what can we do within our own minds to really help that as well? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um you know, some of the things that you already advocate for, things like meditation, um, just taking time to lay down and, and take some deep breaths. That's, you know, that's huge to relax the, the whole system. Um, and um, moving, moving in ways that are fun um, and things that just just get the whole whole body involved. I mean, I don't know that, you know, but some people want to be pushing themselves hard with that. But, yeah, things like um, gentle core movements like um, yoga and Pilates and these heaps of people offering online classes at the moment to, to do those. And those are really good. And they've been shown to promote the um, 
you know, it, it can help the body to relax. So it's exercise, but it's also inducing a, a relaxation response. And you get to know your body really well with those kinds of exercises. Yeah, so yeah. those are probably the things. And then there's, yeah, food. I mean, that's that's going to be one extreme or the other, I think, for people. <laughs> it's, Everyone's <laughs> a you know, now. A, <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, but there's, you know, I mean, there's so much connection between the gut and the brain, the, the um, research now, that, um, yeah, so what you're feeding your gut is then having an effect on, on how you're processing things with your, in your brain. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's a huge one. Is, um, and, the, yeah, I was listening to a guy on a podcast yesterday, and he sort of, he put it in four different categories so meditation so that you're in tune with yourself your food your movement and love that was like a yeah that was sort of his um I didn't write down who he was he was talking to Brene Brown on a podcast (laughs) listening to yeah yeah that's so (laughs) yeah it is cool yeah these yeah, I mean, there's there's such a physical connection, and and um, like just within the brain, they've found that there's so many more um, neural connections that go between your cerebral cortex, which is where you do your thinking and um, your beliefs and um, the your higher tasks, you know, that make us human, and that then connects to the adrenal medulla which is where your hormones and and so those connections that that's your thought feelings become you know a physical thing yeah yeah so it's getting that um reducing that adrenaline which is what you get with when you're highly stressed and and things so bringing that level down can be triggered just by changing your thought pattern which is Pretty crazy. <laughs> I lost my camera. <laughs> I was like, am I imagining that or is it actually moving? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, man. I... <laughs> really? Your camera says I'm yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, this is so fascinating because I remember listening to you speak and it always stuck with me. I don't even know how long ago this was now, several years probably, <laughs> because you yeah. showed this really powerful example of how, you know, when you're working with a client or whatever, and when you're messaging them, how, what you're thinking about is actually, it translates, like it, they feel it. Yeah. So when you're really yeah. present and focused and holding space for them, it's really powerful experience. But if you're yeah. thinking about crap, I have to go home and vacuum after work, yeah. it's not <laughs> yeah. going to have the same impact. And the same, yeah. it, it's so interesting to me right now because I feel like yeah. the only power we actually have is honestly how we look after ourselves and our mindset right now that's the only control that we have yeah um so it's like okay what actually happens when if I'm sitting at home thinking oh I'm doomed my life is over I don't know what I'm gonna do um all these things I'm not good enough I'll never be able to recover like da 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 focus on stress and why I'm not good enough how does what actually happens within my own body yeah yeah well, those are things that, are like, then they can then manifest even to the heart. You know, the organs of the body it it affects everything. I think I remember, 
like the very first time I kind of made this connection when I was um, when I was 13 my dad passed away and so my mum was 35 year old widow with two young kids and then she got this um, she was quite often just doubled over with pain and she was went to the doctor and they did some tests and she had an ulcer but that had come from you know this whole year of going through all this stuff with my dad and that that had then manifested as something in her body and yeah and I think I was about 14 when I first had the idea of we should have places where people can go and just be away from everything and relax and you know, so which are really common retreats now, but like it was like, I think that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was about 14 years old. And yeah, because I had made that connection that, you know, she was living in this super stressful situation and just keeping going day after day just to be there for her kids and but dealing with her own stuff and and not really having an outlet for that. And that then manifested as as this painful ulcer in inside her body, which yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a crazy thing to think about. But you know, you see it with people who are um, having heart attacks and high cholesterol and all these things. It's all all comes back to the stress. And if we can have the simple power of our own brains to to change our thought patterns can have such an impact on that that's amazing that yep. we can be in control of our own bodies well that's, that we are in that's control, a superpower right? yeah. yeah that's yeah. the crazy thing and it's like we've all forgotten oh i've got all these questions coming to my brain now <laughs> um first things first i wanted to ask you have you heard of louise hay yes yeah so what do you think about her and like the work that she's done around, you know, affirmations and kind of connecting things to the, the body and all that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've read a lot more about it now and it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's so powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, and, you know, you can see how, how it can kind of work. I, I remember doing some, um, some stuff when we were studying at massage college about um it was all around epi epigenetics so changing so what you've got in your dna is not necessarily you know it's not set in stone that the way that you live your life and um treat your your body and um you know can change all that and so if you've got more um self-love self-care um good self-talk and those kind of things you can you can change how that um presents itself yeah which is yeah i love that because it's really interesting you read stories sometimes about people who you know they come from a long line of like all the men in my family have heart attacks or whatever and it's almost like but you own that i mean you you have decided because Every man in my family had a heart attack, therefore I'm going to as well. And it's really interesting when you hear people talk about this stuff, like especially I find in regards to mental illness, this is what gets me. And I actually hate that phrase, but um, you know, when people say my depression, my anxiety, it's like, no, you're experiencing anxiety. Don't own that. Like, why, you know, 
like it's mine it's like it's a part of me no it's not like it's yeah yeah, it's really interesting to to listen to that (laughs) yeah 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 it is it is um there was a what's that called um yeah one of the tutors that uh, I did a course last year and she um showed a video about um conceptual hallucinations this is a guy I think he's in the UK um he's he does a TED talk and it's quite cool I can send you yes, a link to it, but, it's, <laughs> but it's so cool in that um that everyone has their own conceptual hallucination that's how we see it and what they're saying is that if enough people have that same conceptual hallucination we take it as reality yeah which is <laughs> it's like crazy our brains are so <laughs> so crazy yeah yeah but uh, um oh yeah yeah it, like they've done all these um tests that it's quite um related to pain science and stuff where i don't know if you've seen it where they they um put a fake hand um in front of someone and so that it's sort of the start of the mirror therapy so people who have had um, yes i have seen that before yeah yeah yeah. but that that you have got enough um connection to that fake hand that you're feeling what's happening to it when you see it yeah Yeah, so that's yeah which is just bizarre to think that 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 can happen but but it makes (laughs) really cool it is so cool and it makes me feel so much better because i so like I have a thing that I cannot watch violent movies at all. I can't watch, um, oh, there are so many things I'm so, because I'm so like empathetic that I feel, I can't yeah. watch it and be disconnected from it. It's like I get absorbed and then I start right. dreaming about it and I feel oh. it and I yeah. cry and like it'll ruin me for days. And people think I'm yeah. empathetic. I'm like, I'm not. You, you no. don't want to hang out with me for the next three days after I watch. <laughs> like there was one movie that was horrendous and I walked out of, Django I mean that's like the worst movie you've ever seen in your life but um and all these people that watch it and and I'm amazed because I think the thing about that movie I always come back to movies obviously I have no other hobbies (laughs) (laughs) but um but it's like because that was actually real that's the thing it's not like a an animation where it's like oh yeah I know it's not real yes the cartoon character died but like I know it's not real (laughs) I I can't separate myself Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. That resonates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got really strong empathic connections there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great quality to have in a friend, but probably not so great when you can watch the movies. That's it. I just kids movies all around. But, um well that's the thing though. I think that it is such a good quality. I mean, it helps me to do what I do because I can really connect yeah. to people. But because yeah. I'm very connected, I have to also be very mindful about that. You know, like when I yeah. started my career working in mental health for five years, the things that you see and yeah. um, I, that really impacted me. Like, it's not like I'd just yeah. go home. I would go home and I would, you know, be distraught and be yeah. drained and be worried and wasn't good. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go back to my next question. Before I talk to you yep. about too many movies, which I'm sure they will come up again. <laughs> um, what is the connection, the relationship between stress and control? The reason I ask mm. is because the word control 
has been said to me about a thousand times since we've gone into lockdown. Everyone is is feeling out of control. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. but isn't I actually think that that's kind of the point. Like you needed to let go a little mm. bit. Um, mm. that this whole thing, oh, got to control, got to control, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I'd love to get your take on that. Yeah, well, I think that goes back to your um your beliefs and your thoughts that um and you know i mean you see it and it's obviously stronger in some personality types you know people who are very perfectionist and controlled type a type people that's probably really throwing throwing them a lot a lot more than than others who are pretty chilled out yeah i mean just even with my two kids that are here i mean they're completely opposite and I mean when we had to go into lockdown you know my daughter just had a, a breakdown about not not being able to you know see people and whereas my son's really laid back and I was like yeah yeah that's, that's all good I can still do what I need to do it's fine <laughs> yeah it's, yeah so adapting to that is, is much harder if you've got that real controlled type personality and that you I guess it comes to trust as well. You know, you got you're, we're putting all our trust in in the government, really, into making these decisions for us, and that we're going along with that. But then, what that's doing to each person individually, because everyone's experiencing such different situations. I mean, some people, you know, my husband's still able to. He just comes downstairs and he can still do his job exactly the same as he was doing before just from home so it's got a whole different meaning to him than like for me who I can't do anything <laughs> you know so it's, yeah. it's quite a different yeah so everyone's situation is different and I guess that that then relates to their personality their beliefs and and how they're coping with that yeah uh. Mm. yeah it's interesting it's really interesting i um yeah. i feel like control is at one end of the spectrum and at the other end is faith and so i feel yeah. like it's actually when you have no control you're really called to lean into faith and um we're not very good at that because we like the thing yeah. is it's, it's not real as we've just had this demonstrated for us this control thing we're not in control so it's kind of no. like have we learned this? <laughs> have we, learned have we ever really been in control? No. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah getting to that it's place. our conceptual hallucination. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. And all of us are buying into it to some yeah. degree. But it's, um, yeah, I find it really interesting. And I mean, I'd be curious to know as well from, like, from your perspective, with your clients, like, do you, do you think that most people are quite, stressed out and that's why they come to you is that why it's sort of manifesting as physical symptoms a lot of people it is yeah 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 it's um yeah I mean they're they're I guess looking for a way you know their their piece of time to just just completely relax and not I mean while you're on a massage table you you don't have any other distractions you're completely focused on on yourself and the fact that someone is you know touching your skin and um oh. and helping to increase that that feeling of relaxation and that's yeah that's what most people are 
are really looking for, you know, yeah. bottom lines. I feel like it's like connection yeah. too. Well, it's like time out to relax, but also yeah. I think that thing of connection, and again, this has been something I've been thinking about heaps during this lockdown time, is in a weird way we're actually connected more now than we ever were before. Yeah. It's because all of a sudden it's like we've been told, well, you can't see each other. So now we're like, well, we want to and we'll find a way. <laughs> you know, it's like we're yeah. a giant. But actually, yeah. when we could see each other all the time, how many of us know like who our neighbors are? Or, yeah. um, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got this cool Facebook group now of all of our neighbors in the street. You know, that's, that's been created. Well, I wouldn't have known the name of the lady next door if I hadn't yeah. met her virtually online. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just come and go and wave, and that's about it. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, welcome it's, to it's, the future. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely you know a lot of positives out of it. I think, and yeah, and I think if we can let ourselves just relax and and not be just waiting for it to go back to normal, because I don't know how long that'll be, or if normal will look the same as it did before. So yeah, I think yeah. It is, and it's really hard to to kind of just give up those feelings and just give into it and and have faith. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. it is as we were saying before the yeah. call. We've got yeah. our moments. We're not sitting here with our halo saying we're perfect. Yeah, I have a perfect yeah. mindset all the time. <laughs> no, I, wish. I, I meditate <laughs> yeah. two and a half times a day, every day. No, <laughs> not quite. But it's interesting, actually. You know, on Saturday when I had this like really hard day, and I was sort of talking to myself like about it. Um, and I was like, "How come none of my normal strategies are working?" And I was like, "Because mm. exactly like you said, we've never been in this yeah. situation before, so no. we don't know. We can do the best that we can mm. do, but actually, there needs yeah. to be a point where we actually say that's enough. Like, you don't need to keep doing mm. just." So it's not going to be yeah. comfortable and that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. This is my control side coming out, but I have to feel <laughs> good all the time. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. It's, um, yeah. The guy that um, I was listening to yesterday was talking about um, like understanding our emotions and being able to, you know, most of us don't and we don't spend enough time thinking about that or you know what am I actually feeling because we just you know just get through just go on to the next thing and you know our diaries are full of this that and the next thing and and you know something we might feel something I mean you know sometimes I've seen clients who you know what they've shared and what they're going through that has an impact on me but then I've got like 10 minutes to clean everything and, and the next person's coming in so you're not really processing that and seeing has that affected me in some way mm. and yeah so yeah I think it could be time for changes for lots of <laughs> lots of people yeah. yeah 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 so um what was your I'm just thinking we should probably go back to the start and actually talk about your background <laughs> just so people know a bit more because you've done some really cool stuff <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. I know. Own it, <laughs> Ali, own it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
I guess my background I my first life after I finished high school I went to the New Zealand School of Dance um I'd done ballet since I was five and so I did my teacher training there um and yeah then had children and did a few bits and pieces <laughs> yeah and then then went into uh, massage when what, 11 years ago so went back to study full-time and that was that was scary but it was yeah it was cool <laughs> yeah and yeah and I've been able to do cool stuff like massaging the all blacks and um things like that some other touring <laughs> sports teams and things which has been yeah that's a cool experience yeah <laughs> How do you yeah. act cool in that situation? That's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I would just get so nervous. Like, just you know, you gotta take take your table and stuff, and the whole like drive in to to the hotel and stuff is like, oh, what if I do something that hurts somebody? What if I? What if someone gets on my table and it collapses? Or you know. <laughs> What if I break an all black leg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the most hated person yeah. in the country. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was one one time that um we'd massaged the night before and then they had because we would do a pre event and a post event massage. So there's a whole room full of massage therapists and, and the team come in and so you might massage like three of them in a night. And um Dan Carter got um, and pulled a muscle the next day, and it's like, <gasps> who massaged him? Was it, was it something somebody did? So oh my god! Obviously not. You know, he would have gone in and and kicked, and would have been cold, and and pulled a muscle. It's just something that happens. There's no way that anyone massaging could have done anything. But it's like, oh, what have we, what have we done? <laughs> Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's, there's not much that you can do to do something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, and then now, obviously, you've got your clinic, which is amazing. You've got a bunch of cool people doing interesting things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is really cool. I mean, one of the things that I guess that um, when, I, when I'd done my training and um, was working is that you know we can work with a limited part of the body but people's feelings of, of pain and and you know recovery from injury encompasses the whole person um, yeah so that's when I thought it would be really cool to work with a lot of different um, types of therapies so yeah we're trying to get a whole collaborative approach to to people's well-being and it's fun and I've been really lucky to find some amazing people to work with so, mm. yeah so cool. awesome yeah. um okay so what so we've got our little list of from your guys talk yesterday of things that we should be doing in your opinion what do you think the most important things for us to be focused on at the moment are in terms of our like physical well-being Physical well-being. 
I think um Hmm. <laughs> well it's not really physical is it? it's a holistic really it's the whole it thing. is yeah because yeah. one thing interacts with another yeah so I think um allowing yourself space and time is probably the the most important thing in, in connecting with yourself um taking time to to just lie down and do some deep breathing and, and just taking note of where you're feeling um you know if there's any areas that might feel like they're um holding tension and mm-hmm. you know quite a cool one exercise i don't know if you've done it before for relaxation is the, just lying through and going through the whole body so you you start by te- clenching um your toes and then your foot and then your calf and so you work your way up through the body but you're you're noticing how each part feels when you're when you're doing that and that brings on relaxation it's changing your focus to other parts of your body so it's getting the brain to think a little bit differently Mm. yeah those are quite quite good things to do yeah Um, so it sounds all of those things yeah feel like it's about being present in the moment absolutely actually um yeah so what are the sort of things that you're doing at the moment to look after yourself? What are your priorities right now? My priorities? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just taking time, I think, just to, just to relax. Um, my dog is enjoying having everyone around. We're having <laughs> to schedule turns to take the dog for a walk so that she's... <laughs> It's my turn to walk the dog. <laughs> yeah, was that a problem yeah. before? No. Um, no. <laughs> like, it's your no. turn. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah, it's like, yay, it's my time outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so she's she's enjoying that. I'm not sure how she's going to cope when everyone goes back to work. <laughs> yeah. Poor dog. Yeah. Yeah, so... And, yeah, uh, and I find that walking is my you know it's clearing clearing my head it's it's time to sometimes you know there's five of us in the house so you know even though everyone's doing their own thing you can still feel like you don't really have time to to just focus on you know how am I feeling right now (laughs) Mm. usually cooking a meal or (laughs) doing something yeah yeah so those are probably the things and I think just being able to have a um you know an overview focus where so often you're in things from day to day that you're not really stepping back and having a look at you know what what things might look like later which will be interesting yeah (laughs) interesting to be seen yeah okay two more questions first um what advice do you have for people who are really struggling with feeling quite stressed out and overwhelmed and are really feeling it in their body but to go we can go through the list <laughs> that we've just created <laughs> <Through> those things <laughs> yeah i um i mean there's there's heaps of cool things online i think getting things moving is a good one um yeah yoga is quite good um pilates those kind of exercises where 
um, yeah, you're focusing. Um, if people with headaches and things like that, that's quite often a big stress one. I know that was for me. Um, there's a quite a cool thing that I tell my clients. So if you stick two tennis balls into a sock mm-hmm. and tie tie the ends, then those two balls fit very nicely at the base of the skull there. And if you just lie on that, the, just the pressure around the base of the skull can help just um, relax. And you do that with some deep breathing. That's quite a nice wow. little, little exercise to do. Yeah. And um, even just rolling up a towel and so it hangs the length of your spine and lay down on that. So you're getting that relaxation around the around the spine, especially people working from home that probably don't have the most ergonomic situation that they might have at work. So um, like me right now with, you know, a couple of me books too. propping up my... <laughs> Propping up my thing as a real professional. <laughs> yeah, so people are working in all kinds of situations. So they're probably, you know, they might be feeling um, their stress and tension slightly differently than they would before. But yeah, laying, laying down on a rolled up towel down the spine, that can be quite nice to just relax that whole area. And again, the, the deep breathing is what's huge for um just getting that relaxation response through the body yeah good thing to do awesome okay i've got the most bizarre unrelated questions popping into my head so i'm just gonna roll with it because go with it (laughs) what else have we got to do (laughs) yeah it's like a game show it's like ready okay (laughs) the first one that i wanted to ask about is um nature like what is the impact of being in nature on our body yeah yeah huge and i i haven't really delved into that but i mean anyone can tell i mean the first thing i do if i'm feeling stressed i drive down to the beach and go for a walk down there and there's that whole um grounding just standing and bare feet on the grass or the sand i mean that Hmm. you feel it going right up through your body and and that that it's probably a real primal kind of connection to to yeah. nature that I don't know anyone who doesn't feel something when they're in nature. It's just has just a really powerful um, impact on um, yeah, you're feeling just a connection. I think yeah, yeah. Yes, that's. I think that's what it is too. Because I noticed for me. I always loved being in nature. Like I set up my office in the garden as often as I can and that kind of thing. But of late, I've probably, I don't know, tripled how much time I actually spend sitting (laughs) outside. And like you said, I was laughing before because I had, uh, so when you're talking about moving and like gentle moving. So for me, what I've been doing, and I'm going to sound crazy. I don't even care. It works. (laughs) Uh, Headphones in, good music, bare feet, dance around the garden. Like just because yeah. like, I have quite a big property, just dance around the section. Like I just lucky like, walk around, dance around. No one can see me. I don't even care. Yeah. Like, 
oh, just you feel so much better. It's so freeing. Yeah. yeah. Like a full yeah. happy mode. I don't even care. I need a drum yeah. to bang or something next. But um, <laughs> like it works so well. There's something about and yeah. sitting on the earth. I'm barefoot all the time. Um, and yes, yeah, sitting on the earth, it just does something yeah. that's so powerful. And yeah, it's funny, the beach, everyone's missing the beach so much. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think it's also because now we can't go there. Um, now that we know yeah. that we can't go, we want to go. But yeah, yeah. there are going to be queues mm. to get to the beach, I think, for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, it's because we're much more suburban where we are at the moment. And I mean, there's a nice garden area, but it's it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the beach. I love to go down there and just go for a walk. Yeah. yeah it definitely seems like the ways to kind of move through this time in a really positive way is to go back to basics like go outside Absolutely. connect with nature connect with your loved ones um yeah present deep breaths yeah like, that's actually the most basic stuff that we just weren't doing and then wondered why we won't do any of those things but we will just quickly take an antidepressant and expect that to fix our problems but we won't go and sit and be yeah it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And that's, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the book the guy wrote that I was, the, the podcast that I was listening to yesterday. I mean, his claim is basically that, that you can cure almost any um, disease or illness just by those four things that I said before. The, the meditation, bringing yourself into um, the present and, and being aware of your yourself and your emotions and um, then the food that you're nourishing yourself with, the way that you're moving and um, being around support of loving people and loving yourself. And those, those were like his, you know, when you look at the lifestyle changes that people recommend for you to do for whatever disease is going those are the things that are common to everything so yeah kind of we are you know the medical profession are quick to you know diagnose it and treat it with a different drug which you know I'm not saying don't don't do that because sometimes that's what's what's appropriate and sometimes you need that as the initial kick but there's a lot of people who then go into self-discovery from that, you know, from illness in some way. They've then found that by changing these things about their lives that it's got such a massive impact and that then they can come off the drugs and their body is caring for itself. It's, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Because how do you feel as a society we go with managing emotions? <laughs> Not so great. (laughs) And I think, um, you know, especially, you know, in I guess most Western cultures, but, um, you know, in New Zealand, it's, you know, very much a just just move on, just go with it. Hard enough. Yeah. 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 With... um, and that there's there's a real negative connotation to you know going to therapists or talking to people about 
those things, you know, that a lot of people would rather take take a pill and yeah, fix mm. just fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're very externally reliant on on things. We yeah. are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting because I think um you know, I remember when I was seventeen and I took myself to the doctor and I burst into tears and I'd self-diagnosed with depression right on the internet. And I, she gave me a bunch of pills and I said, cool, can you also put through a referral for me to go to counseling? Um, Cause I could get it for free. She was like, you don't need counseling. And like all the stuff that was going on, yeah. I think I can't believe it. Right. All she had to do was sign a bit of paper and I was willing to do the work and yeah. she did um, and I was just like, well, and I think that that's actually what really triggered my interest. And, you know, I went into mental health after that. I wanted to do, you know, my counseling, psychology, all that sort of stuff. And the the connection between emotions, beliefs, and what manifests in our lives and who we become is so fascinating to me. Um, and I'm just mm. like, it's like, we're not allowed to talk about it. And, and this is where, you know, when we look at New Zealand, our statistics are not good when it, in terms yeah. of mental illness, you know, domestic violence, child abuse, all this stuff, things that are just not being yeah. managed well, because we're not allowed to talk about it. You're not yeah. allowed to, men don't cry and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just kind of wonder now, yeah, what impact that's having. That as a culture, we're not really, um, and also I think we're not really allowed to feel sad. The whole thing is mm. that you should feel good. So if you don't feel good, then quick, have a beer or um go call a friend or get on social media post a selfie yeah. and then everyone will tell you how hot you are and then you can feel good about yourself again <laughs> yeah. but it's all the external yeah. stuff right and i i find this yeah. i've been reflecting on this heaps because um my group coaching program which was last night it's it's a really interesting it's a very safe space for us to go through some really amazing exciting passionate things but also the the shame stuff the stuff that we're all mm. carrying around that we're not allowed to talk about but when, yeah. you, when you rip that out, all of a sudden it has no power anymore and you're free, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. and these girls last night were just saying, I've never said this out loud before. I've never been able to. Yeah. And just, and I was like, the power in that, that you can actually create so much, you know, by giving someone permission to actually say honestly how they feel. Um, mm. And I'm sure this is why I'm so obsessed with journaling as well, because it enables me to say what I actually feel. So it gets yeah. out yeah. this constant like processing, not holding yeah. on to stuff thinking, I should be better. I shouldn't feel like this. This is how mm. I feel. There it is. No one else has yeah. to. And that's the key. You burn that. So no one else yeah. can <laughs> No one else ever reads it. But yeah. That's yeah. the rant at you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so true though. And yeah, and I think that's uh, I mean, probably this generation of kids are probably going to find it even harder. I think the pressure of social media and having this view, you know, of how many people like my picture and, you know, it's really crushing people's self-esteem and, um, yeah, just creating a lot of narcissistic kind of behaviour, I think. It's, yeah 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 I think it's it's really going to be interesting to see what happens to to that that generation that have grown up with it for their their whole life I think it's yeah gonna be quite quite an um interesting ride mm. 
it is yeah. interesting because there are there are the people like that you know the quote unquote influencers who post <laughs> a bunch of bikini shots or whatever on the internet. But then what's interesting too is like I mentioned before that blog post that I wrote. I shared that and it had 10 times the engagement that any of my other posts have got. So when we actually share yeah. vulnerability and realness, yeah. we trust, yeah. we feel safe. And so That's the power right. of social media to connect with 200 people when I'm sitting yeah. in my pajamas in my office at home is amazing, <laughs> right? So it's like we can actually, the more of us that step up and start having these real conversations. Yeah. Make, Use it for good. Yeah. <laughs> And it totally can be yeah. good. I think um, can, yeah. we just have to get sort of selective around who we choose to follow and who we choose to engage with. And I think so. But then how do you, you know, for young girls, especially looking for role models, what's their point of reference? Where do they know who, who is the person that they should be following? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's going to be a, interesting thing I think yeah I feel like yeah. a lot of that a lot of that will start offline as well like what goes on at home you know what oh yeah and like the For last sure. podcast I did we talked about this um Michelle you know she has three young girls and she was talking about her own sort of journey with her own like body image and confidence and what she's modeling for her girls and yeah. how aware she is that those girls are watching her. They And they're not watching what she says. They're watching how she treats herself. Yeah. And I, I love that, that if we can become more mindful around what we're actually modeling for each other in real yeah. life as well, you know, yeah. <laughs> we can actually yeah. impact people just by being like a version of ourselves that actually appreciates us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> okay this is such an interesting tangent i love because it all just goes all over the show <laughs> but i love that you because you can't talk about the body like without talking about all this other stuff that's right yeah i mean all of our um you know for training for massage the you know the focus is always on um the biopsychosocial model so that your body is connected to your mind and your environment and the things that you're feeling in your body have a direct connection to all those things. I mean, yeah. sometimes it might be, you know, if you've, if you've been in a car accident or something, there's obviously very real tissue damage and things to heal, but that's also got trauma involved with it. There's fears around that. There's all of those things connected in who's caring for you when you're at home and you know those those things impact how you recover from that and yeah so it is it, it's all connected everything's <laughs> everything's connected to that is the name of the podcast else. thank you that's the name <laughs> of the podcast um what's so funny I've got probably one more question to ask oh, probably a couple more actually who am I kidding um I keep getting this flashback to when I was a kid at primary school and we had this bean growing competition you know everyone had like a little a little oh, pot and we had to go yeah. seed or whatever whatever they are they're not really seeds are they for beans anyway <laughs> off the topic and my bean was crushing it and my mum actually really helped me because she said you should talk to it like tell it that you love it and I was like yeah I don't even know like a little kid I'm like I'm not gonna talk to my plant right but anyway <laughs> my bean because I just loved it and I watered it and and it flourished 
And then someone came in and sabotaged me and cut my bean (laughs) because I was winning, right? Now, my bean grew back again because the same bean, because I was like, right. And I actually started to study how, you know, these things that you can change the, um, the chemical makeup of water and stuff by speaking to it. And And so I love, I legit love my bean. And I was just like, I, you know, I talk to it all the time and I, you know, and it won and it grew back so much faster, even though it had been cut and it was amazing. and what I was thinking before is um, the reason why well, I'm not just telling you this bizarre story for no reason. I was thinking about in terms of, <laughs> you know, when we say things to ourselves, how quickly does that have an effect in the body? So if we, mm. sit, if we sit there and we just, yeah, we really beat up on ourselves, how, how long does it actually take to have an impact within the body and vice yeah. versa, you know? Yeah. Really quick. Yeah to especially negative impacts and obviously that's kind of cumulative so if you were you know if you felt like you weren't worthwhile for you know 10 years <laughs> that the effects of that on the body are obviously going to be greater if it's a momentary well that was stupid kind of thing to do <laughs> yeah. it might not might not have the same the same effect but yeah, and that's what they're saying about stress. I mean, our, and, you know, I mean, we use the term stress in a general sense, that, you know, it can be, but different things, that, you know, it fluctuates. But what they're saying now is that our, our homeostasis, our, our baseline is above where it would have been, you know, 50 years ago. Um, just because of the way we're living our lives. And so the cumulative effect of that on our bodies is obviously much greater than, yeah, which is is kind of scary. But then if you can um, have the power to intercept that with your own thoughts and, and knowledge of your body and how, um, by understanding what you're feeling and then how that's translating in your body, then just by changing your thought patterns that you can induce a relaxation response and then your recovery from that stress is much quicker. So, yeah, and that has a cumulative effect as well and that's why they recommend, you know, meditating on a daily basis because that, um, that then impacts you know, and over time you can meditate for longer or um, yeah. more frequently. And then that you're, the more often you're inducing that relaxation response, the, the more impact that has in a positive way on your body. So, yeah. Oh, this makes so oh, much cool. sense. So much sense. It because does. I, yeah. and again, Saturday was such a great opportunity for me to really reflect on that because the, the degree, like three hours, it was three hours ish of just awfulness. But how quickly I came through it, and not just came through it, but came through it with massive clarity, massive insights, feeling lighter, feeling better. And it's like, this is what happens when you meditate every day for two years, right? And this is, that's the yeah. practice now paying off, I guess, which is. Yeah. So, what? Because yeah. I nag everyone about meditation. So, I would love, I'm going to 
probably record this and just send this little bit here and send it to everyone. <laughs> what is the benefit of meditation? Well, it's huge because you're, you're connecting with yourself and you're, um, you're just allowing yourself to be present in that moment. Um, and, and so then those, that triggers then your um, hormones, then they, they send out a relaxation response to the body um and that that relaxation response then allows the the that's where um you know you're digesting food properly and that's nourishing your body you're getting more oxygen into um the whole body so like the physical effects alone are huge yeah. but then you the mental clarity and the connecting with yourself um and and just being is you know then has yeah the mental effects on that as well so it's a it's a massive thing to to do and it's a simple thing to do so well it is that's it it's that you're literally just sitting there quietly everyone makes this big thing the resistance from everyone and i'm like right so today you're going to meditate and they're like and it's like (laughs) you'll promise you'll love it yeah 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 Yeah. it's quite funny i just um just reminded me of a um when i was at the school of dance i think that was one of the first times i'd made this massive connection we had this guest tutor come in i can't even remember who it was i mean it was in the early 80s <laughs> it's a long time before all of this kind of stuff got really popular and we had to we had to lay on the ground and we went into like a meditative state for a while and it was all guided by this this lady and then um we had to do a visualization and of doing um so that obviously room full of dancers and (laughs) being flexible and stuff i was never very flexible and it took me a long time just to get into splits but we had to visualize taking our leg up above our head and getting our toes on the floor and for a lot of people that was something they could do anyway but it was no no way that i was had ever done that before (laughs) But in the state, I got my leg all the way over, and it was like, how did that? Eat? Like it has confused me for the rest of my life. How did that physically happen? I couldn't do it again afterwards when I came out of yeah. being in that place, and I tried so hard to get back there again so I could do it again. But still, I don't understand. How, but there is a connection of getting bad and and it's like when you go into um you know when surgeons are working on you and you're under anesthetic and they can move your body into positions that you wouldn't be able to do so there's still so much that we don't fully understand of that connection between you know our mind and our body yeah because wow how did (laughs) how did that even happen well it's funny because 
like meditations, I used to be able to just go out for like 20 minutes. And what's happening at the moment is that I'll be, I'll go out for about two minutes and then I start getting ideas and it's just like, do this, say this, talk to this person. And it just, inspiration just flows. I'm like, okay, okay. Then I get to the end, I'm like, start again. And then more. And it's like, I just end up with lists of things everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that that's what happens is that you go into a state where there's no resistance, where your ego isn't kicking in. It's the same for you, where there was no part of you that was like, but I can't do it. I've never done it before. So when you came back into your brain where you're like, but how I've never been able to do that before. And then you couldn't, but it was like, and that's no resistance. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's incredible. And that, um, yeah, we, it's, it's a really difficult thing to fully let go. You know, so much of it is subconscious that we are unaware of that's, that's kicking in that, yeah, but it, it's, I quite often think about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was really gutted that I just couldn't pull it out of a hat again. <laughs> Clearly my body can do it. So what's yeah. stopping me? <laughs> it was quite frustrating. But yeah, yeah. it's um, interesting to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard this quote the other day. And it said, the more you meditate, the less mistakes you will make. Mm. I love that. I love that so much. Because I definitely feel like that the the clarity that you have, the mental sharpness is the biggest. For me, yes, I feel super relaxed. And because I do it outside. So I get my nature kick. Um, I get my relaxation. But then I also get all my best ideas. Like, (laughs) yeah. I know what to do. I know... um, yeah it's incredible what comes through and then it's like I always say to everyone you know they're like oh I don't have time to meditate that's the big one and you're like but you don't realize that the 10 or 20 minutes that you take to meditate it literally slow it almost like slows the rest of your day down so Mm. in the sense that you're just more present you're more able to respond to things so actually you're so much more productive anyway and you actually are that's not like oh you should just do it no (laughs) it actually means that you see things that you may have missed because you're distracted there's no distraction it's like you're you've got your blinkers on blinkers blinders blinkers <laughs> blind blinders that's the one is that on a horse i think they're blinkers oh my god okay <laughs> anyway <I don't> <laughs> anyway okay so is there anything yeah. that um that you would like for people to sort of understand about the whole mind-body connection? Um, I, I think it's, you know, when it comes to things like experiencing pain, um, you know, there's a whole negative connotation, I guess, around, you know, people who have used the term psychosomatic and, and things like that, where it, people are thinking, well, if it's all in my head, then why is it, why am I feeling that? But, um, and then punishing themselves, and then you go into a whole different cycle of, you know, self-hate, and, you know, yeah. why, why can't I get myself out of that? But it's, it's more, um, yeah, so much of that is in the subconscious brain, and, and, really a primal kind of connection Mm. and that our 
our brains are predicting what we're going to feel before we feel it sometimes. So, it, you know, there's, um, yeah, that people have the power to to take control and that they they have the ability to to change how they're feeling. And I think that that's, um, yeah, that's the biggest education, I think, to give to give people is that, um, yeah, they can, they can be in charge of their own body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I met a lady actually last year, I was on a course and she had been diagnosed with a neurological condition and she was very much had been studying pain science and, and things like that. And she said, actually, it was a relief to find out that it was a neurological condition because then she felt like she had, she could have some control over herself, which kind of gave her power back where she, while she'd been going through all this testing and finding out what it was that was going on, that she'd felt powerless, but. Um, by educating herself and then finding that actually it was was to do with her brain, so she had some control over that, and that's amazing. It's, um, it's a pretty um, intelligent attitude. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, not not many people would think that when <laughs> when they've been diagnosed with something like that. So yeah, yeah I think um, yeah, a, a lot of it is is learning how to intercept your thoughts and um, make changes so it's yeah it's quite a it's a long process of change but mm. it's doable yeah totally yeah yeah and I think that this like lockdown time has been in some ways a gift for this because I think the biggest thing mm. that we lack is awareness because we don't give ourselves time to actually sit and reflect like you say you know and actually mm. feel things and look at things and question things um yeah. for most people who don't meditate and they don't journal stuff they're busy they've always got stuff to do they're always trying to yeah. achieve something else in this you know pursuit yeah. of whatever happiness yeah <laughs> um whereas actually if you you know, sit on your lawn and meditate, you'll actually be the happiest you've felt for ages in this present yeah. moment. Um, yeah. Be weird like me, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can dance around the house later, but that was meditation, <laughs> that, it definitely, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is, it's amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, we've talked for ages. <laughs> I could yeah. easily go into more of this but um for now I would just say thank you so much for all of this this has been cool really really cool cool it's been great chatting awesome yeah North. many things to think about I've got several notes here but um yeah I feel like there's there's definitely room for us to discuss more <laughs> so I'd love to have you come back at some point cool Look sounds it. good Okay, cool. Well, um, take really good care of yourself for the last few weeks of lockdown. Yeah, you too. Yes. Yeah. I will. Um, I'll see you soon. Yeah. For a Hope big hug. A massive yeah. hug. <laughs> for like 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll have to come extra early here. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, we will. All the hugs. <laughs> We're so well. Oh, that's so true. That's actually true. Mm. That's the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so awesome. much, my friend, and I'll see you soon.
You too. All right. Take care. Bye.